0: Section Thirty Two of the Wit and Humor of America, Volume Six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynette Geisel, The Wedding, by Janie Betts Hartswick. Well, it's all over. It's all over. Being the last to leave, I know that and i declare i'm that full of all the things we had to eat that john and me won't want any supper for a good hour yet so i just ran in to tell you about it while it's on top of my mind it's an everlasting shame you had to miss it one thing though you'll get a tray full of the good things sent in to you i shouldn't wonder i know there's loads left for i happened to slip out to the kitchen for a drink water. of water I was that dry after all those salty nuts and i didn't want to trouble em and i saw just heaps of things standin round most likely you'll get a good large plate of cake not just a pinchin little mite of a piece in a box the boxes is real pretty though and they did look real palatial all stacked up on a table by the front door with a strange colored man in white gloves like a pall-bearer to hand him to you how did i get two of em why it just happened that way you see when i was leaving i missed my sunshade and i laid my box down on the hat-rack stand while i went upstairs to look for it i went through all the rooms and just when i'd about given it up why there it was right in my hand all the time wasn't it foolish and when i came downstairs i found i'd clean forgot where i would laid that box of cake i hunted everywhere and then i just had to tell the man how twas so he handed me another one and i was just walking out the front door when would you believe it if there wasn't the other one just as innocent on the hat-rack stand where i had laid it so now i have three of em countin' johns i just can't seem to realize that eleanor jameson is married at last can you she took her time if ever anybody did they do say she was real taken with that young college professor with the full beard and spectacles that visited there last summer and then to think that after all she went and married a man with a smooth face he wears glasses though that's one point in common eleanor's gone off a good deal lately don't you think so you hadn't noticed but-but then you never was any great hand at noticing i've noticed you weren't why the other day when i was there offering to help em get ready for the wedding i noticed that she looked real worn and there was two or three little fine lines in her eye corners not real wrinkles of course but we all know that lines is a forerunner her hair's beginning to turn too i noticed that coming out of church last sunday i dare say her knowing this made her less particular than she once had been and after all marrying any husband is a good deal like buying a new black silk dress pattern an awful risk you may look at it on both sides and hold it up to the light and pull it to see if it'll fray and try if it'll spot but you can't be sure what it'll do till after you've worn it a spell there's one advantage to the dress pattern though you can make em take it back if you mistrust it won't wear if you haven't cut into it that is but when you've got a husband why you've got him to have and to hold for better and worse and good and all yes i'm coming to the wedding i declare when i think how careless eleanor is about little things i can't help mistrusting what kind of a housekeeper she'll turn out why when john's and my invitation came it was only printed to the church there wasn't any reception card among it now i've supplied eleanor's folks with butter and eggs and spring chickens for thirty years and i'd just have gone anyway for i knew it was a mistake but john held out that twasn't that they didn't mean to have us to the house part so to settle it i went right over and told em I told Eleanor she mustn't feel put out about it. We was all mortal. And if it hadn't been for satisfying John, I'd never have let her know how careless she'd been. Of course, I'd made allowance. A wedding is upsetting to the intellect. And so twas all right. I had a real good view of the ceremony, but twasn't their fault that I had. It just happened that way. When John and me got there, I asked the young man at the door, he was an usher and a stranger to me to give us a front seat but he said that all the front places was reserved for the relations of the bride and groom and then i noticed that they tied off the middle aisle about seven pews back with white satin ribbons and a big bunch of pink roses it seemed real impolite to invite folks to a wedding and then take the best seats themselves well, just then, I happened to feel my shoelacin' getting loose, and I stepped to one side to fix it, and when I got up from stooping and my gloves on and buttoned, I'd take him off to tie my shoe and straighten John's cravat for him. Why, there was the families on both sides just going in. Of course, we had to follow right behind him, and when we came up to the ribbons, would you believe it? The big bow just untied itself or seemed to i heard afterward it was done by somebody pulling an invisible wire and we all walked through and took seats i made john go into the pew ahead of me so's i could get out without disturbing anybody if i should have a headache or feel faint when john found he was sitting with the family he was right up against eleanor's mother he was forgetting up and moving back but i just whispered to him john appleby do sit still i hear the bridal party comin of course i didn't just hear em but i was sure they'd be along in a minute and i knew it wouldn't do to move our seats anyway as if we weren't satisfied with em the church was decorated beautiful eleanor's folks must have cleaned out their greenhouses to put into it besides tons of greens from the city pretty near the whole of renville was there and i must say the church was a credit to the renville dressmakers i could pick out all their different fits without any trouble there was arabelle she shapes her backs like the top of a coffin or sometimes they remind me more of a kite and Sally ann hods she makes em square and old mrs tucker's you can always tell hers by the way the armholes draw she makes the minister's wives but they'd every one of em done their level best and i was proud of em well when the organ it had been playing low and soft all the time changed off into the wedding march and the bridesmaids eight of em marched up the aisle behind the eight ushers i tell you mrs holiday it was a sight they was all in pink gauzy stuff i happened to feel one of em as she went by but i couldn't tell what twas made of it seemed dreadful flimsy the big flat hats all made of roses on their heads and carrying bunches of long-stemmed roses so big that they had to hold em in their arms like young babes eleanor came behind all of em walkin with her father he always was a small built man and with her long trail and her veil spreadin out so why i declare you couldn't hardly see em i whispered to john that they looked more as if eleanor was goin to give her paw away than him her eleanor's dress was elegant only awful plain it was made in new york at greenleaf's i know because when i went upstairs lookin for my sunshade i told you about that didn't i i happened to go into eleanor's room by mistake and there was the box that came in right on the bed before my eyes well when they was all past i kept looking round me for the groom and wondering how i had come to miss him when all at once john nudged me and there he was right in front of me and the minister beginning to marry him and where he had sprung from i can't tell you this living minute came in from the vestry did he Well, now, I never would have thought of that. Well, when they was most married, the most ridiculous thing happened. You see, Eleanor's father, in stepping back after giving her away, had put his foot right down on her trail and never noticed. And when it came time for the prayer, Eleanor pulled and pulled. They was to kneel down on two big white satin cushions in front of him, but her paw never budged, just stood there with his eyes shut and his head bowed as devout as anything. And before Eleanor could stop him, her husband— he was most her husband anyway had kneeled right down onto the cushion with his eyes shut too i suppose and the minister had to pray over him that way i could see eleanor's shoulders shaking under her veil and of course it was ridiculous if it hadn't been so solemn and then they all marched down the aisle with the bride and groom leading the procession eleanor's veil was put back and i noticed that she was half laughing yet and her cheeks were real pink and her eyes were sort of bright and moist she looked real handsome good gracious miss holliday don't ever tell me that it's six o'clock and i hadn't told a thing about the presents and who was there and eleanor's clothes and what they had to eat why they didn't even use their own chinaware they had a colored caterer from new york and he brought everything all the dishes and tablecloths and spoons and forks besides the refreshments i know because just after he came i happened to carry over my eleven best forks john broke the dozen trying to pry a cork out of a bottle of raspberry vinegar the year we was married i never take a fork to pry with And offered to loan em for the weddin, but they didn't need em. So I just stayed a minute or two in the butler's pantry and then went home. But I saw the caterer unpack in. There, I knew I'd stayed too long. There's John comin in the gate after me. I must go this blessed minute. End of the wedding. Recording by Lynette Geisel.